0: A director so yeah it's slowly getting there but I feel like there's just not much done to include women and say hey this is your space true you're allowed in here and you can do it you know
1: you can do it like and and back to the fight again welcome back to the tea with Nikki we are pro-tea not anti-coffee and I'm loving this little line <laughs> But if you want, have a quarantine as well, as long as you get comfortable. Today I speak with Lufuno Sateke, who is a wardrobe stylist and has worked on productions from V entertainment to super sports. We talk about how cutthroat the production industry can be and the hardships she had to enjoy as a black woman and now as a new mother as well. I do want to say that I want to normalize the fact that mothers breastfeed as little Vlad does wake up and Lufono has to breastfeed him. I know that yeah. you'd said that your mom was your sort of inspiration for fashion because she's always been stylish. So yeah, she's... Get into celebrity styling after that. How, when was your moment when you realized that, actually, I want to pursue fashion?
0: It actually, I think it found me. I'd always, I mean, I'd always loved fashion, but I never saw it as a career ever. Um, I just used to dress up for myself. And then, uh, when did I start styling? I think around 2010. Mm. uh, A friend of mine was building his photography portfolio. And so we used to play play around quite a bit. And, you know, he used to take pictures of me initially. And yeah, and then he, Started taking his photography seriously and started doing shoots for clients and then he was just like, I'll come through and do the styling. And that's where it started from. Like my he gave me my first paying gig and oh. I was like, Oh, cool, I can I can do this. <laughs> so this I started can actually doing it on the side. Yeah. I started doing it on the side and then um a friend needed an assistant on set. So I started just volunteering my services just to to land the ropes and i was still working in corporate so i was doing it like part-time and on the side and then full-time i think i started in 2014-15 when i quit corporate for good and i was yeah i was just like i was done there and a friend of mine who works for a production was like oh we're looking for a stylist for a tv show do you know anyone and i submitted people's names i didn't submit myself and <laughs> <laughs> yeah and everybody had to like do a blind presentation of the looks that they'd put together for the presenters and of all the people I suggested, that nobody was like suitable the presenters didn't like the stuff and then he was like hey why don't you give this a try and I was like okay cool and I sent him the presentation and the presenters loved it and the rest is history
1: that's so awesome oh my word so yeah, yeah. you're busy submitting other people and then here you are, there. Yeah. he liked you the best. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was, it was very, it was crazy, but I guess it was just the right place at the right time and, you know, things, the stars were aligned and,
1: yeah. That's so cool. And I know you mentioned that you were in corporate and before that you started BCOM Marketing. So how come you never thought maybe about maybe fashion design, not necessarily styling, but maybe design college? I mean,
0: I think coming from where I come from, it's just...
1: Um, Doing a
0: degree in fashion doesn't sound normal for the parents. It doesn't sound viable or profitable. Uh, for them, it's just like you need to get a degree where you, you can get into corporate so that you have a steady income and yeah. that's that. So it wasn't something that I thought I could. I mean, I thought about it. I really wanted to do it. But my mom was just like, okay, go get a proper degree first and then you can do this later, you know. Say hi, Auntie Hello!
1: Hi, Vladimir. Vladimir! Hey, hi.
0: <laughs> He was about to cry, now he sees the phone and he's happy.
1: Yeah, he sees there's something on the vanilla! <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is how he's been communicating with the family, so I think he's yeah. now just used to it. Yeah. Oh, oh, no! Ladies. Yeah. Are you hungry? Okay, let me try. Get him on the boob, <laughs> solves everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. This is so 21st century. <laughs> hey, interview. Sorry, I just got to breastfeed my child quickly. And yeah, but let's carry on with the interview. it's
0: hey, out of the me,
1: times. <laughs> it reminds me of that series, um, Working Moms. I don't know if you've watched it,
0: yeah, yeah. And then when she's done.
1: When she's thing. pumping and she's sitting at the table and she's busy pumping. She's like, you wanted to have the meetings at this time. Yeah, it's crazy. But it, so it, it has to be done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it has to be done.
1: Um, so, yeah, I suppose what's, what's been tough now since blood has come into the picture, very obviously. Um, what's yeah. the hardest part about trying to balance you know being a celebrity stylist and recently just having a
0: child I mean I haven't even really gone back to work so the production company that I work for uh the one show that I'm doing they're like oh my god with with the virus and all that jazz we don't want you coming to studio so just drop the clothes off and we'll handle the rest because we don't want you getting sick because you have a little baby and then we don't want him getting sick so that's kind of been great cuz I've got like extended maternity leave. Yeah. <laughs> but then with yeah, but then with commercials, uh everybody just kind of thinks that once you become a mother, you don't want to work anymore. So I haven't really been getting like calls to like, hey, come through we have a shoot, we have a commercial we're shooting, are you available? So I'm literally now putting out feelers and saying, hey guys, I'm actually I ready have to, to, do work. Want to work. <laughs> now. Yeah, like I do want to work. I still want to work, so just yeah if there's any work i'm ready to work you know i'm open i'm available to work so i think that's like the hard part that the moment you become a mother they kind of discount your services like mm. you don't you just want to be with your baby all the time it's like no we can do we can do all of it pretty much so yeah and, so i've uh, just been putting hot feelings there and hoping for the best yeah
1: and um how old is vlad now how many months ago did you have him
0: he is four months now. He is four turning months. five months beginning end of this month, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. So they're obviously just assuming, you know, for the first year you probably want to be home and spend time with your child. Yeah. You can't balance yeah. both. I mean, heaven forbid.
0: Heaven forbid. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just yeah, just trying to get myself back in there. I it mean is that that, there I is mean,
1: quite a stigma in the industry that once you have a child it's difficult to find well. People just assume you don't
0: want to work. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so strange. And it's like these are it's crazy because the men have kids and they still wanna work, you know? So what makes them think that a woman in production just wants to be like a stay-at-home mom and carry on with life? We need to make a livelihood. We have careers. So <laughs> if if a, if a if a lawyer and an accountant can go back to the office after they've had a child, What's a stylist, you know? So it's just that little battle that I'm trying to fight and get back into it. But I've had a few conversations with a few producers. So yeah, I'll probably hopefully be getting back to work real soon. Well, that's
1: good. That's good news. You must be excited. And before the stigma of, okay, now you've had a baby, you've been pregnant, you probably want to stay home, what was the hardest part about being a celebrity stylist?
0: I mean, I'm not like a celebrity stylist no. in the celebrity sense. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't like dressing individuals. And that's why I prefer working in productions because then it's like a very controlled environment. You your brief comes from the production and not from the individual themselves entirely. So that makes the work easier. I've tried working with individuals and oh my God, it's a bit of a nightmare because you the stylist but at the same time this person thinks or believes they have their own style and and then they end up basically they just want to hire you as a glorified assistant you know mm. pick up my clothes sit them to the cleaners put together this look but i know exactly what i want to wear and i know what my style is which is frustrating so i stopped trying to be a personal stylist to celebrities. And just let other people do that because other people have the patience for it. I, I mm. honestly don't. I just feel like if you're hiring me for the job, trust me to do the job and then we'll work well together. But if you still have your own ideas of what exactly you want to do, then do it. You know, there's no need yeah. to have another person there. Just consult me, ask me for advice. Hey, do you think this works? And then we can leave it at that. But don't let me, don't have me laboring only for you to come back and completely dismiss my craft. So that's, that's, I think for me, that's like the struggle with working with celebrities that they just, they want glorified assistants and not stylists. So yeah, very few of them will allow you to be a stylist. I mean, someone will be like, oh, I only wear dresses from this designer, but I want you to style me for this red carpet. So basically what you're saying is I ne- you need me to go fetch your dress. Yeah. from the designer you know what I mean so I've had a lot of those situations I'm like why don't you just go fetch your own dress from the designer and wear it because I don't see why I need to go pick up the dress from the designer I didn't style you I didn't do anything in the interest and when they do that when you want to build them for your time they want to then give you a price because come on you didn't even really style me you just went and picked up a dress from this designer Exactly, so so I I I left that part. I just now do productions where the last word is with the producer. The producer decides this works with the lights, this works for your body, this is what you're going on the show in, and, and that's that.
1: And what productions do you work on? Because I've looked up your account, Mrs. Brown Styling. Yeah, not so that's
0: support? that's the that's the long term. Like that's the. That's like my first TV job, product. Ah, so I did. I've done the entertainment since I started, and that's now over. So I've been doing. I did the entertainment. I did um, quite a couple of shows under Don't Look Down Productions, and then I did. I'm currently doing massive music that's on One Magic.
1: So yeah. Yep. <laughs> What's your favorite fashion trend at the moment?
0: Currently, I'm a. I'm a leather lover so i literally have like a collection of leather pants and leather jackets and like i just really really love leather and it's all thrifted so yeah so i've been wearing leather for like years now like it's just like for me leather is a basic (laughs) so i'm really excited to see everybody join the party
1: (laughs) winter basic leather
0: Yeah, yeah, you know I I, I mean, I wear leather pants and some I've got like leather skirts that I like Wear with t-shirts, so like I'm like Leather obsessed, so to finally Have like everybody be here You know, the shops Selling leather, it's really, really cool Even for leather, it's okay You know, it looks like leather It's ethical
1: (laughs) Yeah
0: (laughs) the The sad thing About it though is that I don't fit Into my leather pants right now I'm sure. So, so I can't even be like, oh, you're wearing faux leather. I got these pants and leather. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm really, I'm really enjoying the the leather. I'm, I'm liking what's happening now. I, I love slouchy jeans as well. Mm. I think they're really, really cool. I love, I love how they, they're so versatile. They look great with pretty much everything and they look great on everybody, literally. Yeah. So yeah, I'm enjoying that a lot.
1: Yeah. I'm really glad that mom jeans came back. Oh girl. So no, I just wish they would fit me. Well you <laughs> oh, are a mom, mom technically.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I bought them before I was a mom. <laughs> and my now my mom my mom bought is like, Are you sure those are mom jeans? <laughs> 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 but yeah, I'm looking forward to fitting into those, you know. Yeah
1: and um i know you're also a digital content creator so kind of what's on the horizon do you see for yourself because i see you've also been cooking a lot is there maybe an ebook coming? oh no i
0: don't i don't know i don't as yet see myself as a a cook cook i i love to cook because well my mom is pretty much a cook but she can make anything and she's amazing at that so i think we basically all kind of took after her. So, all my sisters cook. We love to cook and experiment with food. I cook because I have a family now and I love cooked food. I'm not very much into junk food. And yeah, if I'm impressed with the meal that I cooked, best believe it's going on the gram. It
1: looks so good. It looked like I was like, what ebook are you using?
0: Can, can, I, can I? Not even. That? No, I'm just really showing off. <laughs> yeah and yeah i i i I mean with the content creation i'm enjoying the mommy stuff i'm enjoying Mm. just being able to like share baby related content mom related content i'm hoping to get back into the fashion scene as soon as my clothes fit again yeah but it's it's so exciting like i feel like i'm watching the space transform you know igtv like oh everybody's doing such amazing work on there which is really really great and i don't know about TikTok. i'm still very i'm unsure about that <laughs> so i'm 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 looking forward to just entering into the igtv space you know i'm working on some content that requires me to actually speak to people i don't i, I suck. like i don't like i don't like the sound of my voice so
1: <laughs> why so anytime, how did you sound great
0: I I I shoot these videos and then I listen to myself. I'm like, oh no, hell! No. <laughs> <laughs> You're not putting that out there. So yeah, maybe eventually I'll just get to a point where I'm like confident enough to post up a video and yeah. But I'm I'm working on that content just because a lot of people come to me like a lot of new moms are like mm. I don't know they think I know everything and they ask me these questions and I'm just like oh shit. and What's crazy for me is that I have a really easy baby, so so I'm just like he's he's easy. So it looks like I'm I'm like I know I know it all, but mm. I'm also just learning on the job like everybody else. I'm literally just winging it. But luckily for me, I have like a super easy baby, so raising him has been quite a breeze. But I, you know I read a lot, so. I am able to like say hey if this is not working for you try this and yeah so that's been fun just having like women feel safe you know pregnant mothers or new mothers just feel safe to share with me and say hey I'm going through this how did you cope with this and that it's yeah, it's, it's really cool to do that so I I'm, I'm looking at like just getting into that content wise and just being that space where people can ask me questions and I can answer them based on what I know in my experience
1: that's really awesome it's so nice seeing yeah. like mommy bloggers and mommy blogs really starting to pick up in a trend as well and I can just imagine being a new mother daunting you don't know what to do and to have someone to confide in must be really helpful so that's yeah
0: awesome. that's the community is really really great it's really really nice like everybody's so nice to each other It's so so great. Like literally, mummies are like so gentle with each other. It's really really awesome to watch. Like to just be a part of that. Where there's always there's always a mother that you can ask, and they'll always be there and willing to like answer you and give you advice. It's really really cool.
1: Yeah, and I've obviously also been following you for a while now, and I've been seeing a lot of your mommy content come on. But I've also been quite vocal with the Black Lives Matter movement, which has been really Amazing what you've been sharing. Thank you so much for that. Um, to ask you if you could give us some insights about it and your thoughts and opinions on it.
0: Um, I'm very involved because I'm a black life myself and a lot of people would say it's very American but black people are not just American. Black people are everywhere and our struggles are quite similar. Our struggles are quite similar if not the same. Yes, the cops here are not killing black men but Black men are killing black women's lives. You know what I mean? So there's just that constant thing that your skin is always going to be out there. Your skin is always going to put you in a, in a, in a place of, of harm, in a way. Um, and that's the center of it. I feel like that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's where it stems from, you know, having to reaffirm that your life matters. Uh, discrimination based on the color of your skin. You know, it, that's that's literally the center of where the violence stems from, where the killings, where the prejudice, and all that just comes from. It's basically just feeling as though the person with a skin that's darker than yours does not deserve the same level of respect and consideration. They're not mm-hmm. as human as you are. They're not as sensitive as you are. They they just they're not really human. You know, they they lowly. They they're not even an animal because I've seen racist white people treat treat black people worse than they would treat an animal you know so yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot of work it's it's a lot for us um you know and in south africa it's even a lot because you're female and literally in the center of women being massacred at the hands of men and it's such a heavy fight it's it's so so heavy because you don't know how much more you can do because it's your life and it just seems as though the oppressor just doesn't see it as something of value and it's our kids that get killed by these men it's it's our sisters it's us that get killed by these men and the ignorance that's just surrounds gender-based violence and and racism it's just it's just so much and it, and it hurts us physically it hurts us emotionally it, it hurts us spiritually it just hurts and then we still have to get up and fight and yeah, yeah it's, it's it's hard but we can't stop fighting we can't stop fighting for change we just have to carry on and hope that we survive and live long enough to to see the change or that our kids actually reap the benefits of that fight it's it's very systematic and and that's why racism is beyond just calling someone a name it's it's black lives matter in every step of the way at work they matter economically they matter health-wise they matter everywhere and Mm. and I think that's why I'm constantly reaffirming that black lives matter because it's not just a man that died it's not just a woman that's been killed it's so much more Mm -hmm. that we are being beat up with and yeah we need that needs to change it's really tiring having to constantly fight for everything yeah
1: so i mean in south africa we have a fair amount of issues so never mind um the, the gender-based violence, the racism, um, and it's said that in South Africa, that Black Lives Matter movement is more um, American than South African. But they are th- those sorts of issues in South Africa. And one thing yeah. i has been come up quite often over the past couple of weeks is that South Africans, we also need to take a look at ourselves. That we're talking about Black Lives Matter, but there's also such a strong thread of xenophobia yeah as well in the community from our other african counterparts from our our nationals so Zimbabwe, zambia congo um so it's it's it's
0: yeah and then beyond that in just south africa among south africans there's tribalism (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. and then amongst the tribes themselves there's colorism so it's it's so so many layers of so many issues that have to be dealt with and yeah it sucks that half the time you end up just on the periphery and just putting a blanket situation over these very delicate matters you know because yeah honestly as South Africans we can't say black lives matter when we kill our own Mm -hmm. you know black lives don't matter if won't matter if black women's lives don't matter black lives don't matter if your black Zimbabwean, Nigerian, Ghanaian brothers' lives don't matter, then no one matters in that case. Yeah. It shouldn't just be about a black man being killed, a South African black man being killed, a South African woman being killed. It's it's about black lives overall. And that's very important to co- constantly be cognitive of. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for sharing as well. I really appreciate it. Uh, sure uh, people watching will find this very valuable as well because we're also bringing up colorism i've spoken with my friend that i'd mentioned um her and i've spoken about colorism which i would have never even known about as well so with the colorism that girls who have dark darker black skin than other black girls and then the girls who are lighter skin get preferable treatment it's i never realized it because it's not my reality and it's yeah so much deeper than just black lives matter it's it's like saying that as a blanket statement there's so much underneath the surface that we're only beginning to scrape the top
0: absolutely Absolutely.
1: so um through all of this obviously being very vocal um about black lives matter and uh, gender-based violence what would you define as feminine leadership what does that mean to you it's
0: it's it's very firm, it's very honest, but it's also from a. It always comes from a place of compassion. I think uh, that's 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 what every female has as a superpower that you can always be compassionate. It can, you can be firm but gentle, you know. And for me, that's that's like the definition of feminine leadership. It's it's never in jest. I think f- feminine leadership comes from a place of how does this affect the next person long term you know and how do i then how it's always a place of how do i make this easier for the next person yeah
1: and yeah. obviously the production industry you know sort of more the softer skills so to say you know softer using vertical, but the creative so wardrobe, makeup, those sorts of things are mainly seen as like feminine roles and then directors you'd associate with it being a man or those sorts yeah. of things. Do you think the production industry could be more inclusive of a woman in these sorts of positions as
0: well? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh, it's if, and that like being a woman you know like we're fighting twice three times <laughs> because you're fighting so many battles. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's Hollywood only got on the bandwagon of female directors when, like, five years ago. That's when we started actually seeing female directors being recognized. Mm-hmm. They're not really winning awards, but at least their movies are being out there and they're recognized as such. In South Africa, you need to break the racial barrier and then break into the career barrier. You know, and yeah, there isn't enough female directors period white Mm -hmm. or black they're just they're not there i literally know a friend of mine that started directing a couple of years ago and i know another one that just just literally she went from styling to being a director so yeah it's slowly getting there but i feel like there's just not much done to include women and say hey this is your space too. You're allowed in here and you can do it. You know, you can do it. Like, and, and back to the fight again, when you are a woman in this industry, so I as a stylist wanting to be a director, I go and I study and I learn how to be a director and now I want to actually start working and who do I work under? A male director and Mm. half the time, what do I have to deal with? Needing to, give sexual favors or having to dumb myself down for the sake of his ego. And so the fight continues because now I have to be soft and gentle and feminine and only dance to his tune, you know, like literally work through what he allows himself to give me. So if he says, okay, today you can direct an episode... He'll constantly be over your head telling you how to direct it because he knows better. He's worked in this industry longer. He's been doing this longer. You don't know what you're doing. Let me show you how to do it. You're still not allowed to be a female. You're still not allowed to to bring your sense of femininity to the job because it's so male-dominated. They, they are the gatekeepers. And if you choose to fight for your femininity in the space, chances are, you are going to be closed out, and they won't want to work with you. Oh, you know she cried because the other day I told her not to do this. Yeah, she did because she's human and she's a woman and she's she is gentler, she is softer, and she's an emotional person. Also, you are human too. You should cry. Try it. It helps. It works. Also, so good. you don't There's need your... to be a dick if you're giving. You don't to. need to be a... exactly. So that's 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 another thing. Like, where are the female directors? They're they they. Are they getting work not necessarily and why because the producer wanted them to come to his place first before they got the gig and when they said no he was like okay then you'll never work in this industry again
1: mm. and now i want to come to a segment i like to call the abcs of your career so hey what was your amazing affluent aha moment I'd say the first
0: TV episode that I styled, you know, that was, was that was the most, it was for V Entertainment and I think that day I styled all the presenters. Mm -hmm. So it was just that affirmation of just like, oh my God, look at your work, it's on TV and seeing the credits roll and my name in the credits, that was it, like that was it for me. There was you can do this and you're doing this and this is where you really meant to be. So carry on. That's
1: beautiful. Yeah. And B, what was your bad business blunder?
0: Not registering my business early enough because yeah, that completely affects your invoicing and the tax is ridiculous. So yeah, just, <laughs> that's, a just not, that's a good one Yeah, to think, just,
1: to think about like,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah just not treating it as a business you know treating it as, as another job and then ending up in situations where you realize how much money you could have really made and how if you treated it as a business earlier on you could have established you could have like placed yourself a level above the rest in a sense so yeah it's just learning the the admin side of things basically just mastering that it's
1: important and C, this can be anything, but your comical cinematic cock up. Oh my god. Have I had those? <laughs> I don't
0: I don't think I've I don't think I've had like a cock up. I'm such a clown all around that for me it's like my whole work situation is a cock up because I'm I <laughs> well, make comical. a joke about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like, honestly, like I, I love about everything. Like I find the funny in everything. And I think that's why a lot of people love working with me because I don't take a lot of things personally. So yeah, but I'm, I'm also very professional and very careful in the same breath. So I've not, I have yet to have a real massive blunder. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can't think of,
1: I can't think of anything. We'll obviously skip the challenge, uh, as you yeah. can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just move quickly to the quick fire round. So these are things that I haven't sent you before and it's just awful a whim. Um, so first thing that comes to the top of your mind, uh, what is your favorite genre of music? Hip hop. And what are you currently binge watching?
0: Trash, a lot of lots and lots of trash TV. So I'm crazy. I started You want to name
1: them, or you don't want
0: to? So I started rewatching seasons of Real Housewives <laughs> because Netflix has them now, all the first seasons. So I literally went Atlanta, and then I went LA. Uh, is it Beverly Hills? Yeah, and then I'm I'm on New York. Like yeah, I'm binge watching trash TV. Date my family like yeah and i think i'm doing it now because i have bled and when you're trying to watch something seriously Mm. and focus on it you can't and then the baby cries and then he's talking and then he wants to play you can't but trash tv is so great for the background
1: (laughs) it it is it is like i agree with you like i often also just put it on in the background and carry on and it also kind of makes you feel better about your life as well you're like Absolutely. Everything's so hard. <laughs> then you watch them and you're like, okay, I'm not that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not that crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I've literally been binge watching a lot of trash TV. Also, it just allows you to escape the reality. You know, you can laugh at other people for a moment and, you know, you can get caught up in their drama and not have to yeah. deal with yours. So,
1: yeah. Uh, That's What, what is um, a daily essential for you? that you can't live without in your routine. Coffee. (laughs) And last one. Are you a morning person? I know this doesn't really apply because you have a child. (laughs) But before, were you more of a morning person or an evening person? Morning.
0: Absolutely a morning person. I love my mornings. I'm I'm happiest in the morning. I'm very cranky at night. My body clock is ridiculous. So I love to sleep at night. So at night, I sleep. You know, I'm one of those people that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, I'm one of those people that when I put my head on the pillow, I'm gone. Like, oh. sleep comes very easily to me. So, I love to sleep and I love to wake up early.
1: Are you a 5am riser?
0: Now, not so much, but before baby, yeah, I, I, I used to be a 5am riser. I could wake up early in the morning and meditate and pray. And just listen to silence and have my coffee and yeah. go for a ride or go to gym when it's still quiet. Like I'm, I'm that person. I love mornings. Like I love to do everything in the morning. If I could do absolutely everything in the morning, I would do everything in the morning and just lay on the couch for the rest of the day.
1: I'm on the same page <laughs> as you. I'm on the same page as you because I don't know how people like, I used to be a night owl, but then as soon as I started yeah. moving things to the morning, because when you start nine to five as well, then you realize um, how tiring it is going into the office all day. Yeah. If there's anything else you want to do, I don't want to do it at night. Even my training is in the morning because at night, yeah. night after work, I'm like, no. Tired. Absolutely tired. Like, I'm lazy. I'm like, give me the couch. I'm going to put my couch. Exactly. On. And that's my life now.
0: Exactly. So... When you wake up and your body is ready to take on the day, that's when you take on the big tasks and then you kill it, you know? And it's so satisfying when you're done, isn't it? Like when you're like, I've trained, I've had my coffee, I've replied to all the emails.
1: Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Literally, yeah. All right,
1: Mm -hmm. that brings us to the end of the Tea with Nikki. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. It was amazing to meet Vlad. (laughs)
0: he's mad at me now (laughs) (laughs) yeah but thank thank you so much
1: for sharing about your opinion on the industry and what it's like been working in there and then also opening up about the gender-based violence and the black lives matter
0: thank you thank you for having me thank you for lending an ear and a platform thank you so much
1: who would have known that the production industry is so cutthroat and there are just so many hoops for women to have to jump through, considering that the women are very often the face of these. But nevertheless, we persevere, we will get through it. I hope that some of you have learned a bit today about the issues of xenophobia and do some reading up about colorism. It's important that we continuously educate ourselves and that we remain cognizant of those around us and what is happening and to just be present in what it is that we do in our actions.